How are you doing? Today's Friday. I know, it's weird. I shouldn't be here. Um, but we're going to have somebody, a guest on the podcast tomorrow. So, got to get this shit out the way. So, I'm not wasting time. Um, what'd y'all do today? I didn't have work today, so I had to f- struggle to find shit to do. Um, same as yesterday. But yesterday, I went and bought records. And dude, I had good luck. I got Pat Travers Black Pearl. Um, why is it, why does this shit look so loud today? Uh, moved it, okay, I moved it back a little bit. I got Pat Travers Black Pearl. Zebra Telling Lies. Uh, this is, I'm doing it off the top of my head. Charlie Daniels Band, Lonesome High. I haven't listened to that one yet. Chicago 2. I bought that because it has 25 or 6 to 4, six to four on it. And I played that in jazz band. So I bought that one. Um, I bought a single by Kenny Rogers. It was Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer. It's pretty good. I haven't been able to play it yet because it's the holes too wide for the record players and I need something to put in the middle and um, Rogelio's record player doesn't have one of those so to be determined. I listened to it online before I bought it but you know. And I think that's it. I think that's all I got. One, two, Pedro. Um, but yeah, yesterday I just listened to records all day. No Telling Lies from Zebra. Uh, some shit about that. There's a, mostly high-pitched vocals, but it's 80s. So you kind of expect that from, you know, hair bands. Uh, nice guitar... What? Nice guitar solos on the songs. And then I really like Drive Me Crazy. Then Black Pearl by Pat Travers. Um, I like the guitar on I'd Rather See You Dead. Strong Chorus. Uh, nice drums on that stand-ups kind of like a good mood song and then he did they did beethoven's fifth but like a rock version i think it's beethoven i didn't look it just says fifth so i'm not sure uh that was just that that's all just the first side of that vinyl too the second sign is way better i just didn't write anything for it i don't remember i think i was cleaning or cooking one of the two um, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, Tuesday, Gio hit me up saying he wanted to hang out and play games. Uh, he's been talking about getting a Nintendo 64 and playing Mario Party for a minute. So I was like, okay. Um, he said he'd be around over around four or five. So I was like, all right, that's fine. You know, I'll probably have work tomorrow, but that gives us plenty of time to mess around and then we get some sleep still. And then, if you know Gio, you know he's never on time to anything. So that four or five turned into him getting there at like seven. And Micah's car got hit too. Micah hit somebody because they turned and they didn't have a green arrow or some shit. But his car is totaled, so that fucking sucked. And, I mean, it was just... It was not looking too great, but we finally all got in the same room and ended up going to Ojeda's, which, oh my goodness, if you're in Dallas and you want Mexican food, 
go there. That shit is always banging. Um, normally don't have to wait to get sat either. Um, yeah, check that shit out. I was supposed to go there tomorrow too. And I knew that when I went Tuesday. So if that tells you how good it is, like I would go there twice in a week. I'm, I'm willing to just so I can try more shit on the menu. I got the sour cream chicken enchiladas, which is my staple when it comes to Mexican food. That's my favorite. That's normally what I get when it, when I go to restaurants and it was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, we did that and then we got back and they started playing Mario Party. Now, by the time we got back, it was like 9.30, maybe 10. So they started up this game and I was thinking, you know, Mario Party, you can choose like short game, a long game. I figured they chose the short game. So anyway, they're playing and they're playing and I get bored. So I just lay down on the couch and then I'd take a pillow and lay down on the floor because I'm fucking tired by this point, and they're still playing, and then the game is finally over at 11.30, and so I'm thinking they're about to leave after this, and then they start handing the controller to the people who weren't playing, I'm like, oh, okay, if y'all are doing this, I'm fucking going to sleep, so I went to my room and tried to go to sleep, but even if they had the TV on mute, it's still a room full of dudes going, yo, 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 shh, shh, You know, all that dumb shit. So there's no way I was going to sleep. Long story short, um, next time it's going to be a weekend. No more hanging out on work nights. That was pretty ass. <sighs> um, I was thinking about it recently, and I feel like I appreciate music a lot more without the radio. Because, I don't know about you guys. But personally, I haven't listened to the radio in, in my car or anywhere, really, in the past. Well, at least since I got my car, so 16, so two, three years. But even before that, I was distancing myself and talking a lot of shit about the mainstream and all that. But nah, I genuinely feel like when the same song isn't being shoved down your throat 24/7 it's a lot easier to develop your taste in music and find out what you really like and what resonates with you because when when you're listening to fucking thrift shop by Macklemore 50 times in a day or some fucking the weekend song or Bruno Mars fucking 24 karat magic I don't know. Just all those shit mainstream songs that I would never fucking listen to on my own. When you're being forced to listen to that shit all 24-7. Or, and when the alternatives aren't even any better. I mean, 97-1, they play like the same 10 rock songs and throw in a Metallica every now and then. Um, 102 on the Edge doesn't fucking exist anymore. Um, I mean, they got the country stations, but they normally played new country Sometimes they'll play old shit, which is really the only country I like. Um, I don't know. The thing I'm point I'm getting at is, if I still listen to the radio, I know for a fact that 40% of the music that I listen to now I never would have heard or discovered or even know about. So I'm just, I'm glad that I have a Bluetooth radio. That's all. <laughs> um... 
But other than that, sometimes I worry about the joints in my fingers. And I don't know, I don't know how carpal tunnel, I don't even know if I said that right. I don't know how that works or what the symptoms are, but I do a lot of finger drumming. And I know that sounds dumb and like, dude, really, you're worrying about that? But I've had to stop sometimes for, I've had to, I've just been, you know, listening to a song and then, and just done that for too long. And my fingers, like the joints in my fingers start hurting. And it's like, duh, you fucking idiot. You're smacking them against the table. What what are you expecting? But yeah, I've been having to try to catch myself every now and then. I'll try to do it with... Well, even even doing it with my knuckles like that, like I was doing that with my middle finger knuckles, the not the one, not the first knuckle, but the second knuckle. Even that's not much better. You're still just knocking your joints against. I'm still knocking my joints against wood. I don't know why I speak like that sometimes. It's whatever. But yeah, I've definitely been trying to catch myself doing that. I've been like doing it with my full. Like the fronts of my fingers with my hands instead of the the joints, like on the sides. Yeah, y'all don't fucking care. <laughs> um, I've been, man. I kind of want to see if I can get my cousin on this podcast. I don't know how that'd go. Uh, my cousin Josh. I haven't talked to him in a minute, and we don't really talk like we used to. Man, we were so close when you're we were younger. I was just thinking about it this week. I hope that's not loud. I'm sorry. I'll stop snapping that shit. That's just a little chip clip. Um, no, but I, I remembered recently that when we were young, we used to have this whole like fantasy world with these toys that I had. And every time he came over, we'd pick up whatever was happening in the in the realm or whatever. And I, I was always Wolverine. Because Wolverine's fucking badass, and that was my favorite toy that I had. And he would kind of play everybody else. Um, I don't even remember who. I remember we lost one of them, and that was devastating, because that was a character gone forever. And we had to make up something in the lore about what happened to him. I never, We never found that fucking toy either. But yeah, we had like... that. That was our shit. We would sit there for an hour or two or three just immersed in this story that we made up oh i'm sorry sorry i'm sending it down <laughs> but isn't that like i i don't know that i could do that now that was so cool back then and it was like i wasn't thinking man i would rather i'd rather be doing something else right now or i was fully engrossed in that shit it was so cool but nah i think it'd be cool to talk to him and catch up and see what he's doing. I know he is into welding and all that shit. He's going to school for it. So that's cool. Um, the last time I saw him, I think him and my dad were welding some shit. Or he was... I don't know that they were actually fixing anything. I think he was just welding just to weld. And then we installed... I say installed. It was a strip of lights that he put under his car with fucking adhesive. We didn't install shit. Um, but we put those on and yeah, that was the last time I saw him. So I might hit him up, see what's up. I don't really know. We never really talked about music, so I don't know. 
if he's super into it or if he's one of those people that just kind of listens to it. Because I know there's a difference. But yeah, I might try to do that. And then when I was at Ojeda's, I realized that you can tell how far I am into eating by my posture. Because before the food gets there and when I'm waiting on my order, I'm I'm just like straight up, you know, probably twiddling my thumbs or knocking on the table, you know, doing something to keep me busy, to keep and looking around and waiting for my food. And as soon as the food gets there, I go from, you know, my back being straight to being hunched over eating normally fast. And then the more I eat, the more full I get, the, the hunch comes back and slowly recedes. My ass starts to slide down in the chair and boom, I am laid back, gut busting out, tempted to unbutton my pants. And yeah, that's how I eat. But I just... Also, my friend was talking about stopping drinking soda yesterday. And it made me realize that my body kind of reacts to soda like poison at this point. Because I did, I went without soda for a long time. And now I'm kind of just, you know, if I see a soda and I want it, I'll drink it. Because... Even when I didn't drink soda, I didn't feel super different. I never really... Then again, I don't pay attention too much to myself. But I didn't feel different. I didn't notice a real difference in how I look, how I felt, anything. So I won't drink. I don't drink a soda every day. But if I see one and I want it, I'm just going to drink it. It's not going to fucking kill me. But as soon as I do, like... I got... Or I got... I don't know, Sprite, Coke, it doesn't matter. The first sip I took out of it, hiccup. And I had hiccups the whole time. That's my body trying to get rid of that shit. That's literally what it is. But that doesn't stop me. I still drink it. Sprite is by far the best soda, by the way. I don't care what your argument is. Now, now, a debate we could get into is which is better, Coke or Pepsi. Because I personally, I feel like Pepsi is slept on. It's sweeter than Coke, and it's a nice alternative sometimes. I feel like if if you drink Coke all the time, it just it all kind of sorts sort of runs together. The taste does, and it's got more bite. And yeah, I'm a I'm a Pepsi advocate for now at least. That shit could change. <sighs> today I listened, or was it today? I, doesn't fucking matter. I listened through I Wanna Die in New Orleans, and I never noticed how well that shit blends together. It's it's a genuine album. I, I don't know. There, there's certainly a better term, but when all the songs flow together like that, and it's one... Um, com- not complete, man. Complete's not the one the word I want to use, but when it's, it's one complete body of music... I think that shit's so cool. When it, oh, and like the transitions and shit, it's so fucking dope. Um, yeah, go listen to that. I'm sure I've talked about it. Fucking standout songs on there. Uh, honestly, I like almost every song. I really didn't like Phantom Menace. 
Um, nicotine patches, fucking Carrollton. I like 10,000 degrees. Yeah. King Tulip's good too. Yeah, go listen to that. Um, I, I started to listen to the Pop Smoke release today. I was pretty upset. I couldn't make it all the way through it. I just, I saw this video on Instagram, an, an old interview from him, where he was basically saying, the reason I don't have people featured on any of my songs is because I don't like people. I don't want to like people. I don't want to get, like, close around people because they get jealous and they mess up the money, all that. Um, and, you know, if you look at this posthumous album they just dropped, he's got a feature on almost every song except for, like, three. And some of them are dog shit, man. Like, they do not need to be there. And what pisses me off the most is they don't... Like, they don't even keep his sound the same. What I liked about Pop Smoke is how easily he set a vibe or, like... If you heard his laugh coming on a track like that... Like that deep shit, you knew it was finna be him. You knew he was finna go off. And... I'm not going to act like I've been listening to Pop Smoke for a while because if he wouldn't have died, I probably wouldn't have heard of him or I wouldn't have assumed definitely. But listening to his old stuff and to this new stuff, there's a clear difference. I mean, right, this new shit is just like mainstream hip hop cut and dry. I mean, and that's the decent shit that you can like stomach through. Like I said, I didn't make it through the whole thing, but... Bro, this one song pissed me off so much. I sent it to, to my group chat. And, like, I said, listen to the first 20 seconds. And one of my friends said five seconds was enough for me. But they're, um, they're just fucking, like, ad-libbing a shit ton. Which is, I don't know. And you gotta listen to it. They're ad-libbing a shit ton. And it's, like, Jamaican, Rastafarian shit over some shitty beat i don't like it that's that's the main idea that's the general consensus here i don't fucking i don't like it i i think it's disrespectful that they would take his shit and package it in this mainstream fucking box just so they could sell the most fucking copies like it really they, they just mess with his craft so much. And that's the shittiest thing you can do for someone who's not here to represent themselves anymore. That's the, the worst thing you can do is change their image or how people viewed them or how they view them now compared to when they were here. And that's exactly what they're doing. So I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I mean... Let's see how far I got through it. I liked three songs off of it so far. Um, More Time. About a Million. I didn't even really like that one. I mean, I did... 42 Doug's part was shit, but 21 and Pop was good. And then Brush Him with Ross Swish. I've never heard of him. Nah, I don't know. I might listen to the rest of it, but it's all... Like... 
Quavo and Kodak, Kid Cudi, Pharrell, Dua Lipa, Chris Brown. This isn't what I think of when I think of Pop Smoke. I don't think of, oh, let's get Sway Lee on this joint. Let's get Takeoff and the Migos on this. No, bro. Like, that drill shit that Pop was making, Pop Smoke, bro, that shit was so fucking fire. That's what got me listening to UK Drill in the first place. Like, Hawkum, let me see. Hawkum, I like Welcome to the Party. Um, PTSD. Like, his older, his older shit's so much better. Yeah. Alright, I'm done talking about Pup. I'm done talking about Pop Smoke for now. This week I listened to Texas Flood by uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now this is the one with Pride and Joy, which is definitely probably his most known song. Um, But I think what makes that song so pop out so much is a culmination of all the things that makes Stevie so good. I mean, that song is full of tasty guitar licks You've got the confident voice from Stevie that, um, she's, or, she's my sweet little baby, not my little lover boy. Uh, man, I, that song just flows together so well. Um, but everything Stevie does, I mean, the fucking, the guitar so, I wanted to, I was trying to come up with a word to describe it. I wanted to say the velvet guitar. That doesn't, no, that's not, I don't want to say that. Um, just how smooth it is and how f- well it flows together. That's only possible because of Chris Layton and Tommy Shannon, uh, double trouble to his, his band, his bandmates. <laughs> um, they're so important to setting the style of each song and, I mean, they're always right in the pocket together. Uh, Layton's a, a master of transitions. That's the drummer, Chris Layton. Um, and little stylistic stuff to add in to make the song just like a 10 out of 10 instead of like an 8 or a 9. You know, that little bit of oomph, that the little the sprinkles on top. And then Shannon, I mean, I don't know what more to say about it, bass players, but... He lays down the groove on more than just one, two, three, four. It's not dong, 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 dong. Nah, he's in there plucking that shit, and it gets pretty funky sometimes. Um, but yeah, because they're so solid, um, Stevie can just weave in between them without even thinking about it. Here, I'm going to look up the album real quick so I can look at the songs. All right. Stevie, Texas Flood. Um, I'm Crying is um, another song on there. It's, I'd never heard of it before. It was actually the same instrumental, I guess, of Pride and Joy, but it's the opposite. So he's talking about a breakup and shit. I really like that, the, the flip of that. Um a lot of these songs on this will start off with just a guitar solo to get you into it. Or they'll have a guitar solo in the middle. 
or some songs are just one long ass guitar solo like testify rude mood and of course lenny and i don't mind that shit at all i will listen to i could listen to stevie ray vaughn instrumentals all fucking day just hearing the different ways of fucking puts the guitar on the track i don't know what else to say (laughs) um bluesy tracks though like texas flood the title track they're definitely my favorite from him i mean just he he sets it up so nicely before he even comes in singing uh, with the guitar and then the way he really i can resonate with his voice and how he holds out the notes to really get that style across um this album's full of long ass solos that are sexy, you know? That's all I can describe it as is god damn, like how the fuck did he do that? He just sat there and strummed that out and that was it. Like really? There's a person that can sit here and do this? Um Also he's got some he's got some range in his voice that I, I feel like I've never heard talked about. Um, he, his voice is, gets really gravelly, like and low at the end of "Tell Me," and then softer for "Mary Had a Little Lamb." Um, what I'm trying to say is he's not just a super badass guitar player; he's also a good singer too. But yeah, check that out, uh, man. I'm just zooming through this shit. This is gonna be a really quick podcast. That sucks. Um, whatever. Also, I listened to Wish You Were Here from Pink Floyd, of course. The title track is amazing. I mean, the guitar intro from that is legendary. As soon as you hear it, you know what it is. Um, But like I noticed in... What was it? What was it? What was it? Dark Side of the Moon. There's nice. There's some nice saxophone on here. Uh, I don't remember there being piano on this one. Um, nice guitar, funky ass bass on Have a Cigar. Uh, that song fit together really nice. The slapping, every just fitting little sounds in every pocket. And then I love the break after the chorus, the guitar solo. Roy Harper sounds great on, um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was Have a Cigar. Let me make sure, let me, let me make sure, let me make sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Roy Harper that sung on that. Um... The this starts off with a like a twelve or thirteen minute song called "Shine On You Crazy Diamond," and it's like five parts. It says parts one through five, and then let me just let me just look up the album. I'm sorry. Wish you were here. All right, and then after that is Welcome to the Machine. Then after that, it's Have a Cigar. Then Wish You Were Here. And then Shine On You Crazy Diamond Part 
six through nine, which is another 12, 13 minute song. So that's how this breaks up. And in my mind, um, this didn't, this didn't connect with me and, or I didn't put this together until almost halfway through the last song. But I think this album is, um, Roger Walters or is it Waters? Fuck. I wrote it down. Roger Walters telling Sid Barrett's story, who is um, who he started the band with. He used to be the guitarist. But um, I think it starts with Shine On You Crazy Diamond, part one through five. That's uh, It's really atmospheric, and it doesn't follow the normal song structure at all. I mean, it kind of stumbles its way into a song and then that song changes and changes again and i love the whole thing i mean it's awesome but to me i see that as that was their original style of music that's where they started right and then welcome to the machine um i'm gonna be honest the lyrics and everything are escaping me right now but um, that's them getting into the industry and everything i mean it's right there welcome to the machine and then have a cigar is talking about um them being in it and trying to make the best of it and kind of enjoy the fame that's around them and then wish you were here is roger looking around and realizing that sid was right to leave and the title fucking says it you know i wish you were here it, it's so painful to make it without the people that you started with um i forgot to tell this last time i talked about pink floyd but will said that there's a kind of urban legend or story or whatever that Sid Barrett stumbled into the studio while they were recording. I think it was Dark Side of the Moon. It might have been Wish You Were Here. I I want to say it was Dark Side of the Moon. But he stumbled into the studio while they were recording it. And none of them recognized him. And that's kind of haunting. That, that makes me feel like a dark feeling in my stomach. Um... Yeah, and then it ends, after that is Shine On You Crazy Diamond, part six through nine, which is another 12-minute song, kind of showing that they got back to where they used to be, to where the, the root of the music was, what they enjoyed doing. Like I said in um, Dark Side of the Moon, um, they weren't happy with, or I don't know who they is, but that lyric that if your band starts making different music, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Um, I think the shine on you crazy diamond starting at the beginning of the album and then in ending the album is showing that that's their, that's what they prefer. That's what they really wanted the whole time. And now that they're done with all this horse shit, they're back to it. Um, so yeah, listen listen through this if you get a chance, if you have some free time. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. It feels... I, I don't know if it's because it's a Friday or what. It just... I feel really weird recording right now. <sighs> but yeah, Julian should be coming on tomorrow. Julian... Well, I'm not going to say his last name. Y'all don't know any other Julian that I know, so there's no need to dis- make the distinction. But I've known him forever. Since middle school, at least. We were in percussion together. He's the only one that stayed all the way through senior year with me. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Band stories. League of Legends a little bit, I'm sure. Which, if you don't know what that is, you're very lucky. Um, it's a detriment to my life. It's a, it's an addiction that I'm aware of that, uh, yeah, that I have. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a video game with a really toxic community. But we both play that. He actually got me into it eight years ago or however fucking long ago. And then after that, after we record the podcast, we're going to go eat at Ojeras again. We're going to go with Kevin and Michael, maybe some other people. I don't know. When I, Whenever I do stuff, I invite way more people than I actually think are going to show up. Or, no, let me rephrase that. I invite a lot of people knowing they're probably not going to come. That's just how shit is. So we'll see if more people show up. If not, it's no big deal. All I need is the food. <laughs> um, and then after that, my friend Sadiq is having a birthday party. So I'm going to go to that. I still need to get him a present or something. I don't know what I'm going to get. Probably a poster. Because those are easy enough. But also, you can they can be personable enough if you know what they're into. What they like. So yeah. And then Sunday... I think I'm going to be skating with Aiden and Alexis. Oh, me and Aiden found a really cool skating spot the other day. It was in in the parking lot around... I don't know what it what the building is, actually. It might be one of those education research centers or whatever. Where they um, look for new ways to torture students. Look for new ways to give them homework without actually fucking teaching them anything. Um, try to recover from um, the detriment that I'm sure COVID has had on our general intelligence. I'm drinking water. But the parking lot around it was pretty cool. And there was like a cafeteria area in the back that wasn't fenced off. So if we ever get good enough to do tricks over like tables and chairs and stuff, that'll be really cool. And it was just smooth concrete, which is nice as fuck. I don't know if, I mean, if you've never skated, skating on, like, asphalt, like, down the street is pretty shitty. Your your feet feel like, if, you have, if you've ever mowed the lawn with a really shitty lawnmower, you know how it's vibrating the whole time, and then when you get done, your hands still feel weird from the vibrations? It's kind of like that with your feet, because your feet are just it's just going over bumps and bumps on the wheels so it feels pretty shitty so if you can find somewhere with smooth concrete it's pretty nice 
like our very first skate spot was at this elementary school um, off of Cartwright just because the concrete was really smooth and it went all the way around the school and there was a nice parking lot and a hill to go down. Um, but this is a lot closer to my house. This is, I can walk there. That's probably 40 minutes from here at this point from where I live now. So we're going to go back there probably and check that shit out. There were some kids skating while we were there. I didn't hear them, but Aiden said that they asked if we wanted to skate. Uh, I suck at skating. I don't suck, but I can't do tricks. And until I can do tricks, I don't really want to skate with random people. Friends are alright. They can give me shit, and it doesn't mean anything, or they probably won't in the first place because they're not good either. Um... But yeah, I'm not trying to fuck with anybody that I don't know until I can actually show off a little bit. Which, if we're being honest, is probably not going to happen anytime soon or maybe ever. I don't know. I just don't see skating as a grind like that. Like, it's not... It's not something I'm going to go out there every morning and do to get better at. But I enjoy doing it and going out and getting better at it. Just not enough to dedicate my life to. Speaking of skating, I talked about it last week. Mid-90s is a good-ass movie. You should watch it. The kid learns to skate in that. That's a short and shitty synopsis, but it's pretty good. It was directed by... Or is written and directed by Jonah Hill, I'm pretty sure. I knew it was written. I'm not sure if it was directed or produced, so... One of the two. But it was Jonah Hill. And he's been in films forever, and I really, I mean, my favorite, damn, bro, shut the fuck up. My favorite movie ever, Super Bad, is he was in it. So, yeah. Alright, let me think. Let me think for the last second if I can squeeze any more content out. So this bitch is, I don't know, a little bit longer. What are we at? Not even 40 minutes? Uh Nah, I don't think I have anything. Alright, well. Uh, toodaloo and take care. Y'all have a good week. I hopefully will be back tomorrow with a new episode of Deluxe. Of the Deluxe edition of the Week in Review podcast. Oh, let me plug the email. Weekinreviewpodcast at gmail.com If you want to send dick pics or ask me what color fucking fleshlight you want you should get i don't know have a good week i'll see you tomorrow with julian hopefully peace so i have my mic volume turned up pretty high uh it'll be fixed next week sorry about that